This episode of the Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com. At one point in time, if you listened to the show, you knew uh, about our little secret site to get awesome discs. Uh, it's not a secret anymore. It is a site where you can learn everything about the discs you're purchasing before you actually have them in your hands. Get disc weight, dominess, flatness, all kinds of ratings. Learn it before you get it in there and get your favorite disc at only the best discs. OTBDisc.com. Use promo code DGPODCAST to get free shipping on your next order. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 186 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin, and alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. 186, my favorite disc weight for discs that don't exist? I mean, I guess there's discs that have that. Now, the real thing, I'm going to preemptively, you got 187 on a... Well, that's next week. So. But that's next week. I know. So we can get there next week. But 186 could be the weight of one of those Ricky Destroyers that got recalled, right? Oh, was, I missed that. I missed that whole story. Uh, so uh, a whole bunch of uh, signature Ricky Wysocki Destroyers were recalled by the uh, by Innova, uh, prompted by the PDGA because they were overweight. So the max weight for a destroyer is like 175 grams, yeah. more or less. And uh, they were kind of, I guess, consistently like 178 or, or something along those lines, which is illegal. Uh, I, I should note that this has probably happened with virtually every run of discs ever. Right? Are they going to the point where they're actually weighing Maybe. people's discs in their bags? It, it I might... mean, it won't take a ton of time, but th- that... That'll eat some people up for sure. But it very well could be that the PDGA is finally being like, you know what? Uh, You're going to have to maintain these weight standards and we're going to weigh your runs. And if we find that they're consistently overweight, we're going to force you to recall them. Yeah. So that I don't hate that idea. Could have just been a statement coming out from the the PDGA being like, you know what? This is enough of this. Are you going to attack Rick PDGA? Well, you know, they've they've had it out for, for Rick for a long time. He's been a very outspoken No, nah, I don't think Rick's spoken about much much of anything. <laughs> well they're actually. they're they're big uh, opponents of big essential oil. That's true. It was probably that so, was that was most likely it. That's that's really what's going on. But yeah, so they, they uh actually pulled uh, and forced even retailers that had them on hand. I think our wonderful sponsor OTB actually had to ship uh Ricky Destroyers back to Innova. So but but for sure now um well I don't know for sure. I'll take that back. In local tournaments, I doubt PDGA wise, I doubt big tournaments, but I bet local tournaments Oh gosh, no one would ever. There's gonna no, but I bet there would be some tool in a freaking local tournament who's like, We need to weigh that Ricky Destroyer. I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't it it, it would have to be a PDGA official um to, to do that. Like uh, I, I can't I can't imagine a a random person, even a tournament director, if they did that, it would be pretty easy, I'd think, for a player to say, 
how was that scale calibrated? Like, is Robin, this we a, need to we need to become? Is there a protocol uh, for this? Like, there's no. We need to become scale uh, salesmen and just hook up with scalesmen. Scalesmen, hook up with PDGA right now and say this is the most accurate scale you're going to find. Buy them from us. May, you know, make it part of uh, running an A tier that they have to buy this like exact scale what if there were weigh-ins like what if there were weigh-ins like before a title fight where you got to go up there that's exactly what jumped in my mind when i was talking about this (laughs) being like your weight class be like okay let's get them all in there let's weigh them all what a shit show that would be well i mean how do they do it in in japan with like the one it's just it's the same as it is here it's just like oh you said they are cool yeah exactly those look blizzardy that's probably right. <laughs> and I mean, most discs are pinned or, or marked or whatever. But yeah, if someone had a had a suspicion that there was... Uh, what if Rick's a mastermind and he instructed Innova and was like, this is what you're going to do? I don't think that's... You're going to make... That sounds highly... Extra heavy destroyers. This you're doesn't... Gonna, you're going to pen them 175. That doesn't sound... Listen, watch my cooking show. No one will ever question me. Huh. Yeah, I. you know... I think I think that's the exact opposite, and uh, I sense that perhaps you were being facetious, but well, no. <laughs> Nonetheless, that would be pretty sweet to have have like a, a way station. Just add like an extra four or five hours to every tournament. No big deal. Like uh, we've got time for that, right? And in the meantime, they could check for like nicks in the disc and like uh, other modifications. Possibly, <laughs> did, you, did you sand the flashing off of this disc? <laughs> That's illegal. I know Innova discs, and Innova discs do not have smooth flashing. They uh, this will rip your hand off when, if normal. So this is an illegal disc. Did you put your PGA number on and nail polish? You just added weight. Yeah, illegal. This is illegal. I could see it. So we're, we're getting I'm just there. surprised that they found that. Like, we definitely have had discs that we have like. We've had many discs weigh in at that like one seventy. Oh, tons, tons, and and you could go on OTB and look at them and find many discs that have a scaled weight that is above their their PDGA max. And I'll and I'll tell you right now, um, and this is due to the fact that the discs that we have the most of are from this manufacturer. Well, I don't know if it's due to that, but that's why. I say, um, from what we have measured in bulk amounts, Innova may be may have been the most wildly all over the chart. All right, so let's put it this way: uh, I may or may not have bought, you know, fifty MicPro AVRs. Are you short selling it? Uh, and you'll notice whenever you buy a disc like that or a Sexton Firebird. You see, the weight range is always 173 to 175, especially on the putters. Why is that? Nobody putts with anything other than max weight putters. It's like highly unusual. Yeah. So, why would they put anything other than that on the disc? They would, of course, pin it at 175 for every single one of them. It's the same mold. And yes, most of them are going to be pretty dang close to that, but some of them are 171. I've got quite a few of them there in that range. <laughs> some of them are 178. Some of them are 178. I have, have some quite of those a few too. in that range too. <laughs> I have those too. But it, it's there's quite a bit of it, and I don't know whether it's quality control. 
uh, or you know a mold issue, but it's it's just a thing, and maybe the PDGA doesn't want it to be a thing anymore, and are sending a message. So uh, whether that means that Innova is going to have to shave some flashing off to perhaps get these things underweight and give us a, a, a more comfortable fit, I don't know. But it's probably, the the robot stamps are just probably too big. This is funny. We did not plan to talk about this at all. No, not at all. I didn't even, I didn't even know it existed. That's probably a part of it. Is I <laughs> somehow missed that. I'm sure it like went down in Slack or something, but I don't read it. So if it like if that's where it broke, I no. No, clue. no, it didn't. It was it was uh, Twitter and and whatnot. It, it was, I don't Twitter really. It was the everywheres. Oh well, I'm I'm usually on top of these things. Great I'm job, surprised Joe. I missed it. Way uh, to go. Well, I'm happy it broke to me now, and I could understand that Rick is an evil genius. A big a big cheater, right? Uh, no. I, I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You know what I'm saying? D- by the way, um, do you know which one of us won picks from, from this last week for, for the oh, Las Vegas shoot. Challenge? I don't. Do you? I don't. Uh, I feel like I did because I had Ricky Wysocki in my group, and I, 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 I had Heinberg, and he didn't get there. Neither of us had Sexton. Neither of us had Sexton, and I, I had Simon at one, so I most likely and lost. we I took Simon also, but I had him at. at uh, I wanted to think Girthy, but I didn't. So, um, I did have. I I mean I had, uh, and then we both picked Cat to win. So yep. Yep, I think I got I think I got my FPO like perfect, <laughs> and my MPO is trash. But I'll I'll give you the win for sure, uh, purely for having Rick because I think I had Kevin Jones too. I had a I had all bad. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we've got a great show for you guys tonight. We are going to recap the Las Vegas Challenge. We already kind of started, I guess, and uh, we will preview the Memorial Championship, the first Disc Golf Pro Tour event. And then we'll do our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should be on the course. Tonight, we have the Innova Turn, a 12-speed, six-glide, minus-two turn. Uh, get it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> the turn turns. It's a, real, it's a real dark horse there, Rob. Yeah. Get freaky. Hey, uh, a turn is a bird. I knew that. It's a, And a two-fade. Uh, the the main one you would know of is the Arctic Turn. Oh yes, of course, the Arctic Turn. We are all very familiar, with, of course, yeah, with its uh, Arctic feathers and beak and talons. I'm just gonna leave you with that. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, and we're gonna pair that with Num Num Juice, which is a 7.5 percent uh, hazy fruity IPA. And it's by Fall River Brewing Company. This is one of our favorites. I know we haven't talked about it a ton. And we've talked about it. We haven't reviewed it yet, yeah. but we love this beer. So I, you can you can probably know that we're gonna we're gonna be okay with it at this point. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, get yourself some num num juice, or actually anything from Fall R- Fall River Brewing Company would be good. Just get after it. Oh, what's the what's their crazy one? Oh. Widowmaker. Well, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a their their Imperial IPA. That's a dick kicker. Which is <laughs> Yes, that. It's that. I couldn't have put it any better. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, you're welcome. <clears throat> so the Las Vegas challenge. Uh one, we had the uh MPO one card was done by CCDG and had uh commentary by both Ian and Nate Sexton, which was fantastic. 
Oh, I think this oh, yeah. is by far and away the the. the in my opinion. There are a couple of major takeaways from this, um, and uh, two of them are, uh, sorry, three major takeaways. Two of them are player-related, and one of them is that the best commentary duo in all of disc golf, we just had it, and it was Ian taking the role of the play-by-play guy on, on the commentary, and Nate Sexton doing color commentary and just being able to relax and give us his insight on the sport. Well, Ian kept it online. And then you combine that with the fact that they had all the uh, throwing speed on there and the average uh, the average scoring on each hole. There was all kinds of statistics that were brought in for each one. It was overall just an extremely polished broadcast. And it was great. It was I fantastic. Mean, it is the best we've heard. I still don't believe we've had just Hannah Macbeth and the champ together. We haven't, because that meant that. I mean, but I don't know. I I don't know. This is this is this is the champ we're talking about, Robin. Well, I understand that, but okay. have is, we ha- ever had Ian and the champ? No, we oh have not. Oh my lord, that would be good too. That would be, but that might be too sultry. No, you know, they're both. No, listen, I can li- listen. Both of us. Uh, our ASMR fans. Yeah, that's true. That would just be beautiful. Yeah. I, oh my goodness. I I'm I'm down. Ian, please get get Ken. Climo. I bet you get Climo on commentary. That'd be so much fun. I mean, the man has has played every tournament that's out there. He knows everything about disc golf. Just just get him on. He's ready. Ladies love him. That's true. He's the man. Yeah. So I I mean that was like. One of my favorite parts. One, I wasn't totally aware that that uh, Ian was going to have Sexton as a commentary pair. He had, I think, he was just being coy and and not releasing it because people are like, oh, is it going to be Sias? Is it going to be, you know, who's going to be with you at this point? So maybe he put it out somewhere and I did, didn't see it, but uh, it was a well. If he doesn't give it directly to us, probably doesn't matter. And I would hope that it's going to be the same because the, he has uh, MPO one for the memorial as well. So uh, I would think that it's gonna gonna be another set. I would hope so, but I, I would too. I would too because it sounds like it's an Innova pushed thing. Yeah, like they're like, get our guy. But overall, the footage was fantastic. the The drone uh, flyovers, uh, the whole previews on each one were great. Those were uh, an excellent addition to the broadcast, and and just listen to Ian and Nate. It was it was they chopped it up beautifully. No, they did. Now, my other two things onto the play part of it. I, I don't think anyone saw Nate dominating the way he did. No, uh, and we all we, didn't. we all know how good he is. But I don't. We all expected him to be relevant and contending. But I didn't expect him to, you know, be able to cruise through the the second half of the of the final round. Type good. You we know? thought relevant and contending. For top ten, I'm gonna be totally honest. Yes, exactly. Um, not not for t- top four. Obviously, we didn't put him in our top. Um, you know what? I think he was on his way there two years, maybe three years ago. Um, when he was always one of those ones that we put like we he was in our top picks like every week. If you go back to those shows, and then baby came, and uh, wife going through you know doctorate stuff and i think 
myself, and I'll, I'll take this fully me and Robin can jump in if he feels like he was in the same world. Um, I knew his focus wasn't there. I knew he was great, but I knew he wasn't putting it all in. Uh, and I, I am um, thoroughly wowed so far by the resurgence of Nate Sexton. Yeah. And, and, and I'm calling it right now a resurgence. Like, this is not a one-off. The way he played this tournament... He's 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 back. No, he, he was great, and the the forehand was dirty. He was making putts. He was he was all over the place. So uh, he was dominant, really, in in every facet of the game. So <clears throat> good for Nate Sexton taking down the win. I guess we haven't even said who won yet, but we've insinuated it several times. But Nate, Nate Sexton nearly wire to wire. Garrett Gerthy overtook him for a brief portion of, I believe, round three, um, I want to say. But then was able to, Nate was able well, to Well, still wider wire means in first at the end of each round. No, to me, wire to wire means in first the entire time, every single hole. Oh. Like, if I you're, if so, you're in a race, like in a race car, you never give up the lead. Well, for me, I, I mm, okay. So my opinion, and your opinion differ, but my opinion is, at the end of each day, like you start day one, at the end of the day, in the lead, and each day you keep the lead. Got it. I I totally disagree. Because I, I, I think we've called lots of wins in the past, like we've called Paul McBeth wire to wire wins. We've called yeah, but those Page and Cat wire like to wire when we wins said that, that have gone have had lead changes through. Rounds. I don't think so. I I think when I've said wire to wire, it's actually been wire to wire. Like okay. with world uh, with the world with the uh, wintertime open, Macbeth literally never trailed anyone. Yeah, in the entire thing. Totally. So, like to me, that's what wire to wire means. When I use that, I mean, let us know if you if you think it's different. But yeah, no, I I I think that it definitely there's a difference between uh between finishing each round in the lead and and actually maintaining the lead throughout an entire uh entire tournament from the time that you start you know of course the first round's iffy you know because obviously there are players that have started before you so you can't really do much about right, that right, but right. from that point forward um i yeah i think that that's well the same thing every day it's that but way nonetheless too. still a huge accomplishment to to do it at the end of each round Right, like you're saying, so. but you do see that in. Well, anyways, we don't need to get, we don't need to get into it. Um, but so, like, I we, guess you would say, like, never trailed or something like that. Right, but I mean, if you talk about it that way, like, if there's a lot of people starting before you, there there is a trail. Yeah, of course, like, you trail wasn't in the, in the first. Beginning. Yeah, right. Anyways, um, I think there's like a lot of really good stories that came out of this. The one, and I'll start with it. Um, and I don't, and, and I only start with it because it, the one kind of, not even negative, just kind of like uh dad moment, just like a little disappointment moment that I want to share. Um, I last year kind of refound my um positive attitude towards towards Nico. I feel like he made like really good strides. He was a lot more positive on the course than he'd been years prior. And then all this off season, he went on like the media barrage. And I think he did a great job kind of talking about what he's going to be about. 
and watching that first round with him um honestly was just disappointing i don't even know about the great job about the media part i mean he well i know you he and told I his haters that. that he was gonna right, punch right, right. them right i think like, I that's stopped. not I, I didn't really listen to that one i like, listened like two of them. he cleared he displayed exactly the kind of behavior over the offseason that we know has been his undoing on the right. course which is that regardless he's, he's a fiery he's a fiery dude and he's gonna a, get it was, it was a very big but he hadn't been like that on the course last year very much mm. he did a pretty good job and maybe it was like he started getting those fiery like big reactions when it was like the fourth day and it really um he needed it for the tournament and for him to have like the like reactions he had like three or four holes in was just super disappointing bummed me out really i i just i saw it and i'm like oh that's nico like i, d- I, I don't I had, ho- I had hopes for him i had i i had hopes that he was figuring it out that he was gonna have a big year right because for me like my disc golf watching world was like him and shoestrick going at it and he was just a bright positive like happy dude back in those videos and i was hoping we were going to get back kind of that world and it's not gonna happen yeah no i i never had that illusion i mean he he had his interviews this off season where he spent you know 20 minutes talking about these these like talking points of of you know positive visualization and and being mentally ready to uh you know attack the course and visualize the success and all this stuff and then finish that interview talking about like you know fuck all my haters and if you want to talk shit about me come and do it to my face i'll knock you out type stuff like that's not those two things don't <laughs> they don't line up he's totally a robin <laughs> you, you can't <laughs> you can't <laughs> say those two things and, yeah that doesn't work <laughs> doesn't. honestly you told me about that and i like i either didn't listen to that interview i turned it off before it got like there. you can't it's just uh, uh, so uh, you're either i'm gonna knock you out person or you're a a, a positive mental at mental attitude Not true because i'm i'm gonna knock you out with kindness <laughs> exactly yeah that's my world <laughs> so yeah there's uh he he needs to work on yeah. on how he he marries what how he views himself with how he actually uh acts in in his professional disc golf rounds so. all right so i want to move to positives now okay uh the coming out of tristan tanner what a beast dude and they said he's like 20 yeah he looks a little bit older. Not gonna lie, he does. It's not just the facial hair. You got some pain behind those eyes. He's got pain behind those eyes. He's got a little like not that Robin and I don't, but got already got them widow's peaks rolling in a little rough. I had a widow's peak when I was like four, so <laughs> that's why you were a vampire for seven straight Halloweens. <laughs> um, but no, uh, crush forehand, crush backhand, uh, stoked like that. Crush forehand, maybe, and and, and what he's lat. Or he's DD? I I believe it was Lat 64. Okay. So maybe that's why they've, like, <laughs> Trilogy got rid of all of their quality pros. Yes, he is Lat they, 64. they knew they had someone there that was doing some work. Um, so I think that's a big positive, really cool. Girthy, who I wanted to pick at the beginning of the tournament, but I saw some of his, like, um, <clears throat> the earlier tournaments that he played in, and I wasn't blown away by it, but he was just gearing up. He played a 
super quality, awesome tournament. And I mean, obviously Las Vegas uh, lends itself very well to his skill set. Very much so. But um, still great to see him continue to be like in that top tier. Like I know PDGA dropped their like uh, world rankings maybe a month ago and he was top 10 and in our Slack group there was some argument about that. I definitely was for it and I'm happy that he was able to come out and be like, yeah, for sure. Well, and I'm he a was destroyer. he was just a few mistakes away from from being there. Um yeah, and and at least forcing a playoff. So right. I mean, he he had a solid chance of of, of at least tying Sexton. Uh so that was that was good. I mean, it was great to see Garrett play like that. And then, and then I his, his in my opinion, I I love his lofty putt, but I just I don't see how that is going to be successful in the long term over the course of these tournaments. It, it's just it's great that he makes it work, but you also see how it fails. And there are times where he's lofting these huge way up high in the air, and it was like, okay, well that was a forty footer, and I, I don't know that that was completely necessary like it seems like there are a lot of times when it's great like it minimizes the risk and the roll away but it's other times where uh, seems like a little bit more direct approach would be better but at this point that's his putting style it works he he makes it work in the short range which i think is probably right most important and i would i would talk more trash and bring up like ceiling and all this stuff with putts but he he won at daylight last year so that kind of shits on my whole like he's Totally fine. Uh, world on that. Um, and then I think the, the last one here is that Ricky Wysocki uh, may have put some of us doubters in check here with with a solid tournament performance. Yeah. Now, now, I watched the majority of his rounds. Me too. So cause there, was, uh, there was Central Coast Disc Golf, and then he also showed up on uh, Gatekeeper Media, um, and I don't think he was on any of the g I, I could be wrong i didn't watch all of the gk productions videos so he may have ended up on one of those as well but i i, I didn't catch all of them so i can't say for sure um but i know that he was on ccdg and he was on uh um on gatekeeper for sure and he looked pretty good he did miss some putts that were uncharacteristic and Ricky he, had some, putts. he had some bad luck too he had and like he did he had like putts hit like coming in hyzer strong side and spit out but yeah so um but overall looked pretty decent uh, not sporting a hat this is new ricky does not wear a hat i will see whether he carries that on for the memorial um we're gonna call him sunburn ricky <laughs> well you know the sun is an important uh way to get nutrients in your body stop stop i'm just it is like a, it's vitamin d it's how you well stop wearing sunscreen all the time. It's Robin. How you stave off the depression and stuff. If you care about nutrients, stop with all that sunscreen. Listen, I love my sunscreen. Stop blocking the pores. I, I like the sun out. my vitamin D deficiency. Okay. <laughs> he likes to get his D a different way. Whoa! Hey, hey. Vi- vitamins. That was gross. I what? take a multivitamin for exactly. that. Okay, that's I my point. Not... That's my exact point. Well, you were implying something sexual, not and at I, all. I don't appreciate that. Oh no, that. that's you're the dirty mind, not myself, no. my friend. No, you. That is you are projecting. So I have one right more. Now. I have one more that I want to talk about. Who final round kind of just fell apart, but um, it's just a player you just love to love. Eric Oakley. Boy, that final round though. Those putts, man. Those putts. 
He, he, if you are, well, you can't even do it in U-Disc anymore because you missed the putt. But if, if you could dive in one more little piece and talk about like bullseyes, like I do that. uh, The missed bullseyes. The missed bullseye. Oh my God. He had the best drive on so many holes. And missed the putt. And missed the putt. Yeah. And his four, like at this point, and maybe it's always this way and I just didn't, you know, give him time of day, but. Eric Oakley has an elite forehand and backhand. Oh, yeah. Elite. Elite forehand for sure. Elite backhand, I don't know about that. He was crushing it like 69, 70 miles per hour. No, he was was doing great. And that's true. Yeah, you're probably right. It's just not yeah. like when I, when you say elite backhand. Well, okay. I think of I, I think of Eagle. I think of Simon. Say, I think of Paul. Let, I think of let's, Garrett. Let's say you know. tier two. Okay, yes, he has a tier two in both. Maybe a tier one forehand. A tier one forehand for sure. But a tier two backhand is still. Oh yeah, yeah, insane. I mean, you're talking like a t- a tier two backhand. You're talking like sixty people in the world or something crazy. Yeah, like or that. less. Yeah, I I would say he's top twenty five backhand. Uh, okay i don't i don't I, hate I, it i feel I like I, say, I feel like i need to sit down and make a list he might but, be 25 he might be number 25 but forehand he's he's top 10 but if we're if we're if we're cranking in the fact that it's it's not just distance and a little bit of accuracy too uh so yeah, yeah sure why not yeah i'll go with it um but he's just like so likable like and the way that ian and nate talked about him too like made him even that much more endearing and even he came out and was like, um, "I like being the like super liked is great, but I don't I don't care about that that much. Like I want to be respected as like a high quality disc golfer." I I will say, I like him and respect him as a high quality disc golfer. Yeah, I don't understand his pants choice though. He was wearing pants that like stopped like about. About eight inches before. Well, have, his, have you seen how thick his glasses are? He just couldn't tell. I I just like doesn't that look uncomfortable? Like I'm not a fashion person, so I'm not going to ever well, critique uh, one's fashion. I mean, let's be let's be. Like, but I just if we want like, it looks it all, uncomfortable. If we want to put it all out there, pants look uncomfortable. No, period. Pants, pants are great. No, you're, like you're, shorts for disc golf. Only like pants and disc golf don't nah, make man, sense. You're crazy. To me. Uh, that's all I'm saying. It's like it's to each their own because pants in general playing disc golf make zero sense to me. Oh. And I know people would be like, well, what if you're in Michigan and it's snowing? I don't want to fucking play in snow. <laughs> <laughs> like if I can't play in shorts, like I, I don't want to play. I'm the opposite. I, I have athletic pants. I'll I'll wear them in very hot temperatures over shorts. Yeah, I don't want that. Because uh, one, it keeps the sun off my pasty legs. And, uh, you know, really – you're going to be hot as balls no matter what. So what's the point? And pants are great. Pants are wonderful. I don't, there's I don't a, know. What's your there's an always sunny episode where, uh, Mac and Charlie have very cut off, uh, jean shorts. And they just talk about their like range of, of movement and said like super short shorts, uh, with baggy shorts. You can do that too. I just feel like I've got more movement I mean, and they- granted, like, Yes, athletic. You're the pants, least you flexible person I know, dude. I'm the worst, and I might oh be the my second. <laughs> I, my, I am, I am absolutely the worst. Like you don't, you're not getting any extra motion. It just feels better. <laughs> I just need a little breeze. I need a little, whoo, you know, keep me, keep me going. Uh, uh, yeah, no pants and disc golf do not, do not work 
for me. Ah, no, you'll be fine. So Just, as you're like, oh, those like semi-short pants they were like it wasn't so like there's capris right there were a thing and capris like they go like right below your knee right uh yeah and and then these were like there was about like a six seven inch gap from his ankle to the top of the pant and i was just like well that's actually a big thing in like the the younger community and like the soccer community there's a lot of the people who work at our club that are young that that's like their uh, pant of choice. Got it. But but is there is there? Am I just being old and weird? Yeah. Like what's the, yeah? Oh, sorry. But what's the point? What's the point of wearing pants when you disc golf? Like each their own. I uh, well we just went through a couple of different reasons. One uh, to keep the sun the the hazardous radi- oh, you radiation mean, you off mean, your skin. You mean you mean the vitamin D that you get from sunlight? Listen, you get plenty of vitamin D. You don't need extra. It's fine. <laughs> Rob gets plenty of D. <laughs> also, ticks, other things keep up your skin. Ticks don't, don't thorns like and branches. It's oh, a, that's true. I my shit is all uh, just in general all carved uh, up. Poison from, oak, like it when gets I, on your pants. Not going to get on I, you when I stomp that branch down. <laughs> To throw my upshot the other day, yeah, I definitely uh, scraped up like my. I, the list of oh, reasons really to wear pants is is long. It's and, and as long as the pants are, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll still go shorts. I know. Uh, anyways, I know you will. Uh, do we want to talk about FPO? Yes. Well, should we do? I'll do a quick uh, a top oh, ten yeah, yeah, for, for MPO for sure. And then we'll go. But uh, in first place, Nate Sexton at forty four down. Uh, really. Only a couple of times where it was in doubt, and he really dominated in the Worst final Worst like ever on Hall 18. Yeah. <laughs> he dominated most of the term- tournament, though, and and was fantastic. Garrett Gerthy uh, in second place at 42 down. Ricky Wysocki off the chase card, jumping up to third place in at 41 down. Uh, Tristan Tanner, the, the new hotness, in fourth place at 40 down. Simon Lazat in fifth place at 39 down. And then Kevin Jones in sixth place at 38 down. Oscari Vikstrom, who uh, was also on the lead card, but uh, didn't have a great round, unfortunately. Not not a great showing. And, and dropped back to seventh place at 37 down. And then tied in eighth place, we have Philo Brathwaite and Eric Oakley at 35 down. And then rounding out the top 10, Calvin... Last year's champion. Yeah, uh, Calvin Heimberg at 33 down. So uh, on to FPO, which was, um, I, I think this went pretty much exactly as I expected. Um, I think, I can't remember who my, my third place one was, but I know I picked Katrina and, and Evelina. Um, to me, that was obvious that they were they were the two um, best players in the field by by quite a bit. So... Um, I think I picked Hannah and Evelina, but I think I swapped them. I think I went Cat, Hannah, Evelina. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, but yeah, I mean Katrina. Uh, there was a couple of times where it looked like, especially early on, that she was just going to run away and hide. I mean, after the second round, it was. Let's see, was it second round or third round? I think it was maybe third round. Um, not sure. I think it's second round where. It, Everyone else was over par, and she shot under par. Second round. Yeah, second round. definitely second round. Third so, round was rough. Yeah, so second round, she shot four under, and no one else chasing her was was even under par, and she put some pretty solid distance, and we we're like, oh, well, uh, Kat's going to run away and hide, and uh, then she had a pretty rough third round, 
and gave up most of that. A plus seven third round with some ugly putts. Yeah, then Old Cat came out, putting-wise. Just just some brutal, brutal putts. Like, I, I just don't even... Like, if you watch final round Eric Oakley and you're like, oh, you got to make that putt, like, have that distance, like, cut that distance in half, and she was missing those. Yeah. But, uh, to her credit, she put it together in the final round and uh, shot enough to win by one stroke over Evelina Salonen. So... And Evelina is a an extremely talented player. Oh yeah, I mean she she very well could be by the end of this year the best female player in the world. It's very um, possible. I, I she has all the tools. A powerful, powerful thrower uh, and a good putter. Just all around uh, polished game. So uh, it's it, she's fun to watch. I I really enjoy it. And Katrina, uh, you know when she when she clicks. On all cylinders, she's great, and she's gonna have a test this next week. She'll have Paige there too, so not quite the diminished field that we saw at the Las Vegas Challenge, both MPO and FPO. Not seeing all of the top players. So when uh, the memorial comes up, starting uh, actually the day this podcast will come out, uh, there will be for the most part all of the big names in in both MPO and FPO. So with that said, I mean there was definitely a a. There was a decent field, though. I mean, yeah, no, there was no Paige Pierce. Yeah. I only... will say I was surprised. Um, I was surprised, and then I felt better, I guess, for my choices originally, that uh, Paige Shu got out to a, a very hot start. She did. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see a resurgent um, Paige... Little little page, little page, page two. Um, come back. Cause Wait, is it really little page? Both pages are very small. Very very small. But I think I I think before I I gave little page to Paige Pierce because I based it on um, most recent world champion. Okay. So page shoes back to little page. Okay. Because because Pierce won the last worlds. Okay, got it. Because I was like, can we actually confirm that one of them is smaller than the other? I don't. I I'm not. I feel like Paige. Shoot, it's so hard. I keep talk about the amazingness that the the power they generate from those frames. I feel like she is bigger randomly. Could be. And she's tiny. Yeah. Because Paige Pierce is like. I don't super think I've seen Paige shoe in person. But I've seen Paige Pierce, and yeah, I I knew exactly. she, yeah me too I knew she was small. But, I think I've seen both actually. But I was still like amazed at what she could do from her. It's just incredible. It's incredible. Like oh I, yeah, it's amazing. So it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Joe. I was just, <laughs> just trying to like close your sentence. <laughs> I thought you know this is probably where he's going with that. Yeah, no, definitely. So uh, I'll do top five for uh, for FPO. In first place, we had Katrina Allen at two down. And in second place, we have Evelina Salonen at one down. Hannah Blumroos in third place at even. Paige Shu in fourth place at four over. And Callie McMorrin in fifth place. Well, that's a new name. At six over. So uh, Also, just talking to FPO for a minute... Um... One of our listeners, Glenn, let me know on Facebook that I believe Disc Golf Dame 
just randomly to throw this in here, talking to FPO, uh, put up coverage of wintertime open FPO. Oh, sweet. That's good to know. Yeah. I thought that it wasn't being filmed at all. So. Yeah, me too. So uh, when he let me know that, I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, people should know about that. All right. So Memorial Championship, the first of the Disc Golf Pro Tour events. Uh, I think the first thing we should hit before getting into anything about it is that uh, the live coverage is going to be provided by Disc Golf Network, which is the Disc Golf Pro Tour's new uh, live streaming platform that they have a subscription basis for. A couple of podcasters you may know may have predicted something like this what? last year. It's a... Strange. That would make sense, sure. maybe. But uh, yeah, so it, they want uh, eighteen ninety nine a month, more or less, and you can get a fifty percent discount by becoming a PDGA member. So that's awesome. And depending on the, you don't have to subscribe to to every single month, so it's not like a, a locked in sort of thing. But uh, and there are months that have more disc golf pro tour events than others so you can pick and choose which you want to do but overall joe and i will definitely be uh, subscribing to this just to see it Uh, it will be nate and val doing the commentary i assume actually i know for a fact because there was a a u-disc interview where they said that they will not have a sheet as the backdrop this time that they have a brand new uh, disc golf pro tour backdrop that will be very professional looking so that was good to hear but i'm excited to to have uh nate and val back on the commentary and and see how well they do on their kind of second go at live coverage i mean if you think about it last year uh this time this was an absolute shit show i mean they they absolutely made just about every mistake they possibly could in this live coverage except for nate and val except for nate and val Aside from the sheet, but I mean, they did that to, on purpose. to be honest, I mean, the sheet was the best thing ever. Yeah. So I, I, I can't, I can't hate on it, but nonetheless, they, they want eight ninety nine a month to, uh, to do it. And if you're a PDGA member, you get a 50% discount on that. So that's and cool. It's only about $5 more if you do the, the full year. Yeah. So in the sense of versus PD, like if you're non PDGA and you do the full year, it's like $5 more than doing all the months as a PDGA member. So overall, uh, you know, I'm curious to see how it goes, and and we'll see. I'm definitely gonna gonna give it a try. But, oh yeah. Um, oh, if, and uh, if, if you're not a, a big live like for for Joe and I, uh, we we watch it work. We tune in and out. It's it's fun to see how it goes. I even if there's no live coverage, I am looking at you disc live and seeing what happens because for me. I know there's a lot of talk about spoilers everywhere and people wanting to see it, but the the scorecard doesn't tell the whole story. It's right. like it's like the title of a book or like the the summary of a book. You can get an idea of what the book is about. You can even have a title that spoils the entire plot of a book, but the whole story doesn't come through until you see it all. So I, I don't I don't really worry about spoilers or how it's going to happen. Yeah, no. I, how the 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 final score is i'm really more focused on how's it going to happen and i'm like curious oh how did that happen how did that player score a two on that hole how did they score a seven on that one how did this unfold and all the myriad ways that a disc can both 
produce complete joy and absolute devastation in seconds. So I, I that's my personal feeling right. on the whole like spoiler culture versus yeah, no, live and and post produced. I, I honestly think that there's so much to be seen in knowing the results versus not knowing. I I, I don't know. Uh, other- also, I don't have the diligence and the uh, you know to to not connect myself to social media, Slack, whatever, and avoid the results. Right. So the other thing too, uh, before we totally leave the live coverage piece, I believe Terry Miller will be Terry Miller and Jamie Thomas will be part of that coverage. Also, I oh, believe. Okay. Like sideline type thing? Yeah, I think a sideline. Um, I think there might be like uh, somebody on the course like reviewing video and then one like sideline. Okay. I don't know which is which. Fantastic. And that then, sounds great. Uh, and um, Johnny V is going to um, – he's like the, the head now of the live streaming. Oh, good. I mean which that's – Right, which is yeah. the smartest move you can make. Yes. Totally. So uh, the memorial, obviously, a ton of water in play on on all of the holes on this one. They have two layouts. They have the championship layout and they have the championship XL layout. So there's a 6,785 foot layout for the first two rounds, and then the second uh, two round, the third round and fourth round will be a longer XL layout, which is 8,606 feet. So a a significant jump. And uh, should should be great overall um, for the memorial. And uh, we, for the first time, have a pretty complete group of all the best players. You got Eagle and Paul back at this one. So uh, it really kind of completes the, the grouping there of what we were missing before. And Eagle's before. been there for like two plus weeks. Yep, definitely. And so, as you know uh, through Brody's videos... <laughs> Plus James Conrad yep. uh, that we didn't have before, so there's uh there's you're you're adding four players that are that weren't present at Las Vegas that are elite in terms of rating and and ability. So it's a uh, it should be a good. It's gonna be tough. I don't even know how to how to how to pick at this point. And then on oh, the FPO side, we get uh we get Paige Pierce back. So that's uh. That's another plus on that side. So this is really, while we had the wintertime open and we had the Las Vegas challenge, this is the first tournament where we will see uh, complete complete uh, groups of the best players in the world. So that is exciting. Joe, do you want to, uh, to start with picks, or is there anything else you want to add to the memorial before we, we get moving here, or, or what? Uh, we can get into picks. I was just looking real quick to see if I saw Hokum, and I don't believe I do. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. I can I can search. Uh, I I searched by rating, and I would think she. Would yeah, be she would show up right away and, if you did and by she's rating. Not so. Yeah. So she's not there. But aside from that, like it's a very good showing. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to use my uh, grip six pick six. From you just to kind of help me break it down. Okay. Uh, so I figured it's easier just go three and three, and it fits into that. We um, can do that. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, I actually, I believe since you won, you get to start us off. Oh, okay. Um, so in uh, in third place, 
I'm going to take James Conrad. That's that's a great pick. He's got you know a little extra rest. Uh, that makes sense. I am. I'm going with the hot hand, purely because I think he didn't really overly exert himself. Like I feel like he just played super smooth and clean and technical, and that's Nate Sexton. Yeah, I mean hard hard to. My only issue with with a. Uh, him from a grip six standpoint is I feel like he's the new hotness and and he's gonna. But be... he was the hotness before too, and that's why I have was a, he? a little more okay. confidence. I I feel like two years ago, maybe three years ago, Sexton was in like our top three or four for lots of weeks in a row. I'm gonna be super boring on my next two picks that you can almost catch. Uh, me me too. So I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Eagle in second. As am I. And uh, I'm going to take Paul McBeth in first because hey, me too. I'm going to take Paul McBeth in first place in every tournament he plays in this year uh, until otherwise noted. Yeah, I think that's why I won more tournaments last year because <laughs> we bounced back and forth. And I was like, I'm just going to take Paul. I'm just going to ride Paul <laughs> and we'll see what happens. And I, and it worked out most of the time. Um, so in FPO, I, this is hard because... Uh, is it though? Katrina Allen won. Yeah. But but she displayed a lot of weaknesses in the process. Just putting, really. <laughs> well, yeah, just 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 that no, part. No big deal. Everything else was money. Um. So uh, in third place, I'm going to take Salonen. Me too. <laughs> and in second place, I'm going to take Katrina Allen. Me too. And in first place, I'm going to take Paige Pierce. Oh well, for me, I'm going to also take Paige Pierce. <laughs> so I, I just think that overall, right now, and I I think that Paige has got the the a little bit of discraft mojo going too and so we have a really easy way to see who wins next week who finishes better sex or conrad yeah that's true that's it right there sex or conrad that's the difference between whoever our picks. has a better tournament next week uh <laughs> that is especially because the order we put them in too like whoever has a better that's tournament, true like sexton and conrad that, were that our, is the winner our, so that makes it very simple robin um so I mean, I feel like I feel good about you this. know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I listeners, do. Listeners, you might figure it out. There is by like the closest liquor store to both of us. There's a little refrigerator uh, by the where you pay. Uh, the loser uh, gets one of the drinks from that little cooler. Okay, fine, fine. I think the minimum alcohol percentage on those drinks is like eight or nine percent. Oh yeah, totally. And there's well. like there's buzz balls there, but there's other things than buzz balls. <laughs> That's true. So there's some weird stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. We'll do it. Sexton versus Conrad. The uh the pick changes. We we're gonna have to come up with some better but you know, it's early in the season. We don't have yeah. a lot to base things on. We have to go based on totally who we think is has the best chance to win. Eagle with that awesome forehand and just i mean how do you bet against also, eagle like, and I, I, i'm almost like thinking about i'm not going to do it because we've already put it in uh and it's paul but i almost want to put eagle out front because eagle is now the two previous years his first tournament he has dominated yep yeah he's been uh, very good so we we could definitely see like super eagle this week just like getting wild on it but yeah. but you know paul also dominated his first tournament and took a week off and he's paul Macbeth. so yep yeah 
it'll be fun to watch and and I can't wait to to check out the live footage and and see how it goes. So we'll we'll obviously give you our review on that uh next week and and let you know whether we think it's something you should su- subscribe to. So Yeah. Let you know whether you should take it on the Oh no, that's a different. <laughs> that's the next segment, Joe. Exactly. So, are you ready to get on to our deer review? Yeah. All right. It's time for our world famous deer review. Our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have the end of a turn, a 12-speed, six-glide, minus-two turn, two-fade distance driver. And we're going to pair that with Num Num Juice, which is a 7.5% hazy IPA by Fall River Brewing Company. And, uh, yeah. Where do you want to start, Joe? I disc mean, or uh, beer? Let's let's start disc. Um so the disc, Robin did read the numbers, but this is one of those, uh, I think the boss also does this. There might be like other discs too in Innova that we're not thinking of that do this as well. The uh, turn numbers for the turn in Champion Plastic are different than the turn numbers in Star. Correct. So in Star, we are minus three instead that's that's type of plastic by the way just for those that might not know what we're talking about yeah so uh the star version is more understable to begin with is is what they're saying to us so the and to end with (laughs) and to end with yeah and and i think that's accurate yep so um the turn is something that joe and i both kind of toyed with i had it temporarily in my bag a couple years ago as as something just kind of trying to figure out what I wanted from that understable distance driver range that's been probably, aside from putters, one of the most uh, cycled portions of my bag. Yep. I mean, I had Mayhems in there. Uh, trespasses is what I've currently settled upon. I feel like you but, just decided this last week to take something out of your bag that had been there for a while. That No, it's still there. I, I can't. I don't think I can you do it. You got too much juice for it, Robin. No, I like it. No, you just had such a good throw with not it. <laughs> okay, fine. You're right. Take it out of your bag. Fine. I That's will. a Ragnarok we're talking about. But it's it goes so far. On a stupid line that you can't really use it for because you're too strong. I, well, I like the way you phrased that, and I, I feel like you're patronizing me to get No, me. it's the truth. It's the truth. You unlocked a little bit of juice. At, I, like l- This last year, you something clicked. Maybe it's all your bike riding, uh, but you have been juicing shit harder for the last, I don't know, eight months, and it just hasn't worked. It hasn't. Why don't you just keep, you can just keep going, it's fine. I don't mind. I'm just saying, you, you got you got too much arm for the Ragnarok. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and what did you what did you throw on, on 14? A heat. A heat, and it was great. Yeah, it was fine. Titanium uh, heats are great. So, anyways, get the Ragnarok out. Anyways, but that's the world we're talking about. But, but, uh, so uh, basically, the turn was it, it's it's a tough category. So you're talking high speed, and you're talking understable. So you're looking for something that you can get big distance with, but you also are going to have some difficulty with control, especially in headwinds and things like that. So it's it's often a finicky category for a lot of players, and where these understable distance drivers often fall is for people that can't quite do anything but 
have a destroyer fade out, they pick up a turn or they pick up a strike or they pick up, you know, another uh, disc like uh, in that range and they can make it work with a little bit more understability. And my main issue with the turn, while it does do that, when it starts out, especially in champion plastic, it is not a minus two at all. It's not even close. It it basically is just going to fly flat and then fade out right away until you beat it in. And once you beat it in, you have a fantastic glidey turnover, hyzer flip distance driver that can get some bombs. Uh, I mean, they really can bomb. They can. They can. I think when you beat it in, the numbers make more sense. Um and I'll tell you, uh, I've thrown the star a good amount, but today I went out with champs a lot more, um, and I I saw the nice glide and turn and a little bit of a headwind, because granted these are like decently fresh champion discs, uh, for some reason I thought I, one was beat up and one wasn't, and I was very wrong. But uh, with that said, I, I, I do want to let you know kind of what it flies like fresh champ because I threw a lot of those today. Um, you know what it reminded me a, a lot of, Robin? The Photon. Okay. Wow. That's pretty overstable. It, it, I mean, it was decently not as, not as beefy, but like your glide goes down, um, your turn goes down a little bit. And the fade, the fade was pretty on. I had some good pulls. I had, I did get some like nice little turnover, uh, not even turnover, just flip up and turn a little bit and come back. Uh, the distance definitely was not there, which tells me that the the um, glide wasn't there. But ultimately, like it was still a nice disc. And knowing what the star flies like, uh, it makes a lot of sense. But it's also, you know, like Robin said, it's 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 Innova. So, um, you know, with that said, like Robin and I, Robin had his nice star one, and I threw that a ton. And there was a moment where I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna get a turn, and I'm gonna have that in my bag too." And it was a champ one, and flew nothing like that. Yeah, uh, no, totally different. And that's, yeah, and I think that's kind of like the world where it went. Oh, if you don't have something like ready to rock right away it makes a little tough no and and uh, the star one that i had in my bag i beat it pretty good and it it was very understable even to the point where i could i could roll it if i wanted to but really it was more of a hyzer flip turnover uh, max distance type of driver um and and still they are great like i i really like this disc it's it's just that it's tough when you're trying to sell it right off the bat as a a understable distance driver to help someone get more distance um, that maybe doesn't have as big of an arm. But here's the catch. You've got to beat it in first. It's tough. That's hard. Because it fresh out of the box, especially in champion plastic, these things are not they're not as understable friendly as as they would like you to believe. Uh, the star ones are better, but yep. still depending yep. on, on which one you get, I mean you could get a pretty beefy one. So so, so to be honest, I, I kind of brought it up. Robin and I did not throw this disc together. I mean, we've thrown it together in the past, but today uh, it didn't work out. But I'm I'm showing Robin right now a picture of my first two throws today. <laughs> right on top of each other. On top of each other. Like, 
I was blown up, blown away when I got up to my first two throws, and legit they were laying on top of each other. They both were champion turns and had the exact same flight, which for me said, okay, you know what you're doing today, which is a huge thing when we go do field work, is like, I can control what I'm doing. I feel good that both my poles with the same disc basically landed in the exact same spot. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's a fun disc. You got to beat it up to get what you want out of it. But the yeah. other thing is when you beat it up, it might be more than you want it to be. Yeah. I would say at this point, if you're – to me, the Shrike has made this disc somewhat obsolete. Totally. 100%. Um, because it's, it's out of the box more what you would expect from a turn. Um, it, and it's faster. E- even though the Shrike is, is a, only a minus one, but the Shrike is then a 13 speed and a, a little, it, to me, gets a, a flight more in what you would expect from a turn. So I, while this is a good disc, we wanted to review it. Uh, it's been on our list for a while. I, I think that the, the Shrike is, is certainly something uh, that most of you should look at if you're hoping to fill that kind of uh, slot in your bag of the high speed, somewhat understable max distance uh, driver. Yes. And from Innova. Innova. Yeah. All right. You ready to, to do the beer? I love the beer. <laughs> I love the beer. I, I like, we've, I don't know if we've talked about it uh, in the main show a ton. We definitely on the pre shows. But on the sure. pre shows, we have tacked this up and down forever. It is an amazing beer. When we had uh, Danny Corbett here from Only the Best Discs, uh, by the way, uh, sponsor of this episode, sponsor of our Deer Review, best place to buy discs online. Use promo code DG Podcast to get free shipping. Yeah, it's it really is the best. Uh, but when we had him on, he was hanging out. He actually came up, hung out in the shedio, and when we weren't recording, I kind of gave him a rundown of like my favorite beers. And with zero prompt, uh, said, hey, Robin, what's your favorite beer right now? And so mine at the time, uh, it's probably still very close to the top, was Num Num Juice. And Robin said Num Num Juice. And I was like, I told you, Danny, like this beer is, it's legit. Like this is where it's at. For, and for both of us to unprompted without any like linking up to bring it up as like a top beer, is a a pretty big deal for us around here. Yeah, so this thing is is a a tour de force in the hazy IPA. You've got uh, a very juicy flavor. You got orange. You got pineapple. Lots of other citrus in there. Maybe even a little bit of banana. Super smooth. Absolutely no hint of alcohol at all. I mean, it is just incredibly tasty a nice hazy uh not crazy thick like some of the hazy ipas you can get it's got a nice thin flavor to it it's it's fantastic this is easily our favorite um and and it's a it's new to us in the last like five six months or so yeah i saw it i saw it one day and i bought it and uh i was blown away and then i think i was like robin you gotta drink this 
And it is a beer that, um, I mean, I'm totally jumping the lead, and then we'll talk about what it tastes like. But it's totally a beer that, um, it's become like one of my. If I go to buy beer for the week or the month or where you know where, wherever I'm at at that point in time, um, I'll always pick up a a four pack of Num Num juices there if it's there. Yeah. I'm just like that can live in my fridge, and I know I will drink it um, all over the place. Like it's. So easy to drink. It tastes so good, and it does work. Like it, it's it's pretty darn amazing. Yeah, Ni- nice and crisp. I mean, on the can, they're they're telling you a tropical juice bomb that shifts yep. to an almost candy-like finish. Yep. on both the nose and palate, while being served in a coconut with a little umbrella, seems fitting. The can, <laughs> the can in its will will have to do. <laughs> It's just so nom nom that it might leave you num num, and that's the truth. And I don't know that it's a candy bomb. Like it's not. No, it's not overly sweet. It, it, no, it's not. And I and I think that like throws it off. It definitely is a. It's it's hazy. It's a juice bomb, and it's a it's a juice bomb. It's a juice IPA for sure. Um, and for me, that just means it's always drinkable. Like yeah. any time. Like I. Uh, Shit, I might take one of these with me tomorrow, and if I feel bad in the morning, I'll just drink one before work. No, I won't. Maybe I will. Who knows? That was convincing. Um, wow. It, uh, it is a super haze, like when you get in the glass, um, almost orange juicy looking. Yes. Uh, it's just it's just so good. Like, it's not too sweet. Um, and on the can, it also says best enjoyed outdoors, so... You know, uh, I it's will follow built, directions. Built, you know, I should just email them and just be like, will you sponsor us? Can you just send us you please? cases of Num Num Juice? <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> if you're listening, because I'm going to send you this podcast, uh, we'd appreciate that. You know, you're you're supposed to do this before, though. Like, be like, oh, hey, totally. if you send us this, we will give you a glowing review on our podcast. Instead, we're doing the opposite. Well, we're like, time out. We have never, ever, ever... No, that's true. Said that in an ask. No, that's true. We have said we will review it. Uh, we would love it because we don't ever want to ha- like live in the world where we like have to give a positive review to something. Just don't send us a white IPA. Right. Right. Please don't. Ever. But thank you, that one guy who did that one time. Because <laughs> I appreciate that you sent us stuff. Like mm-hmm. I really do. It's just not for me. Um, or Robin, but mostly me. <laughs> All right. But no, Num Num Juice. Like, I'll give him a shout out every episode. I'll I'll find a time to just tell you how good Num Num Juice is. I feel like we probably have. We yeah. have. That's what I'm saying. Just give me give send us some cases, and you'll get some weeks of. You should drink this because I I stand behind this product. One hundred percent. It's pretty clear that we are both in on the beer. Correct. Yeah, I guess. All right. And uh, the the disc, not so much. Um, uh, one, I'm not a huge fan of, of the... Of the, of the manufacturer? Wow. <laughs> wow, dude. How could you like... That's brutal. We throw lots of Thunderbirds. Can't believe you just said that. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of the wide rim drivers, so I, I, I use them selectively. And uh, currently, I, I don't like the how much time it takes to... to beat in that's a disc a big, like that's this. That's the biggest piece. So, uh if I I would say a shrike would be superior. I feel like this is like you beat it in to where you want it 
and you're pumped, and then like a month later, it's to be in. Could be, yeah. And the time that you put into it to get it there, like just really this, you know, number scheme. Or you start with like a Vulcan or something like that 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 is starts out more understable than this and is probably well, what you wanted it to be yeah. in out of the box, but then uh, beats to be a complete roller. So you know, you know what happened. Like this for sure, one hundred and ten percent. When we were really trying to get this to work, um, we found the trespass. I think so. <clears throat> we found the trespass and went. Oh, this is what, like, honestly, the trespass was what I wanted the turn to be. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's what I use in that slot currently. Yeah. And it's just, it's so much more workable out of the box. Um, It beats in beautifully too. You can layer it much, much easier. Listen, Joe, we probably spent at least 70 episodes extolling the virtues of the trespass. The people know. I love how Mintz jumped on Slack and he's like, put the <laughs> trespass on my bag. And it's like a great like flip up driver. And I'm like, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh. I love you, Brian, but fuck. <laughs> it's not like we've been talking about it for 70 plus episodes. All right, Joe. We're So we're two for four, both in on the beer, both out on the disc. Do you have a rating for us? <laughs> Very controversial, and you'll be upset that I say this. Oh, no. <clears throat> this is Ricky's health. Ricky put on a good show. He did. He did. But that's why I'm saying it's 50-50. Like, is he really actually sick? Was he ever sick? Exactly. Was it all a social media ruse? I don't know social media ruse, but I think it's like a, I didn't go to the doctor to get diagnosed. Yeah, that, that could be it, too. That could be it. I could be totally wrong, too, and I will fully, like... Uh, apologize profusely if there was like actually well we'll never know right I'm just so saying it's you can make an as irresponsible statement all I'm as saying is if you're not gonna go get treatment from a doctor did you ever go to a doctor to get a diagnosis that's all I'm saying yep and I'll just leave it there yep all right that's a great that's might be the best rating you've ever given I, I, like I don't it. know the first few were actually really good back yeah, in the day too all and then we just kind of <laughs> fell apart yeah yeah, all chains chain out and uh, front rim banger. Uh, what, what there was there was good stuff. There's a just... specific formula that was quickly abandoned. <laughs> and then there was like you know probably forty episodes in the last one eighty six that don't have actual like what the rating was. I don't know. One hundred percent. All right, it's fun. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's all we got for you in this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. In the meantime, check out our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We have hats on there that are fantastic. Ooh, I'm wearing one right now. Uh, kind of. Uh, but you will love them. I guarantee it. So uh, check that out, throwstuffatstuff.com. And while you're there, hit the Join Slack link. And I totally thought I was wearing one. I didn't realize till You could have just left it be and let me finish. Sorry. But... <laughs> Hit the join Slack link and join our awesome Slack community filled with disc golfers from all over the world. There's places for you to meet disc golfers in in your local area. You could also just look at pictures of discs or just chat with Joe and I. We'll welcome you when you get there. So check it out. It's a fantastic community. Throw stuff at stuff.com and there's a join Slack link in our main navigation and it's incredible. So I will say I'm going to New Orleans in about a month and if you're in the area... Please join up. 
I'd love to play around with you. And then you could join patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. We do a pre-show recording before every single episode. And it's like an extra disc golf podcast every single week. So if you've burned through our catalog and you need some more, there are 100 pre-shows at the moment awaiting you. All you have to do is become a patron. Is it Patreon, exactly 100 or over 100? I, I'm, I, that was literally a complete guess, but I know it's triple. It's around there. I, it's probably over. It's, if, if it's either triple digits or over triple digits, but it's pretty close. So hit up patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast, and you can get access to all of those right away. So they are incredible. The pre-shows, they're pretty much just an extension of the podcast. Plus, some of them lead into what we talk about on the main show. You learn more about what we do on the regular basis, too. So uh, I think if you enjoy the podcast, you'll enjoy those, too. Lastly, please review us on iTunes. Throw five stars. Leave a nice review. Helps other people find the podcast and uh, helps us grow. So thank you so much for listening. Get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up. Fucking not run an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say Hey, I hit some metal And then you say Wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hug it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hug.